0: Plus. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk.
1: back to the Masterclass. as you know it's me Hader O'Barney I'm joined by Rob Blanchett as always guys this is a- another Ronaldo episode Rob we're gonna be doing another one but a bit of a slant this time I know we've spoken about Ronaldo a lot more to do Rob with Ronaldo what happens next with the next managerial point because I think a lot of fans are missing it that Whoever comes in has to make it work with Cristiano Ronaldo. So we're going to talk about that today. But guys, before we do that, as always, please give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Hayden underscore Robani. Give Rob a follow as well at underscore Rob underscore B. Rob, you must be getting uh, bored about talking about Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Everything revolving around Ronaldo. We're Ronaldo FC. But uh, that's the reality of it. And we've had a discussion off air. And we thought we'd do this show for the listeners because of the fact that Whoever Manchester United bring in next will be Ronaldo-centric, which actually cuts out all these pressing managers that, you know, we would like to see at the club. I mean, how are you feeling about that? You've made your your views very clear on Ronaldo, but uh, this is a reality that fans will want. Some fans will love this and some fans will find this very, very frustrating.
2: Yeah, I think we need to kind of rewind the last couple of days of what's going on at the football club and how it's kind of panning out. So I think there's a general consensus now that the Ole and Solskjaer project is failing and is probably at its kind of wits end. There's, there's not much more to go of this now. So those who wanted Ole out of the football club, I think they're going to get their wish. Uh, it's time to coming out of the football club in terms of not particularly names, but more about direction and what their commitment is in both the kind of short term and the long term. So where does Ronaldo fit into all of this? Well, Manchester United have made a huge financial commitment and promise contractually to Cristiano Ronaldo. So Cristiano Ronaldo, even though results are bad, performances are bad, Manchester United look like they're going to slide down the table, doesn't look like United are going to win any trophies this year. As it stands, Cristiano Ronaldo is with us for two years, probably three years. And in a kind of very unique situation, and I've said this on our show many times, Cristiano is probably the only player at the football club who can pick himself? He can do that in the same way that Messi can dictate terms when he went to PSG and when he also when he was at Barcelona. Ronaldo has dictated his terms all the way back to Real Madrid and beyond. So that's kind of where we stand with Cristiano. And any coach that comes in now after Ole and Solskjaer, I think United fans just assume that it will be a kind of continuation either of the project. And what I mean by that is a coach who will oversee the academy, will take the kids, will try and play the United way, will kind of stretch it out. But of course, we've winning football matches. That would be nice, wouldn't it? But what I'm saying is that's not really what we're hearing. What we're, what we're really hearing is that United are going to go and find a coach that helps Ronaldo be successful. Because if Ronaldo is successful, then they believe Manchester United will be successful. I think it's a flawed concept, but it is a concept that the Glazers used at their NFL team they did that with obviously with Tom Brady, and everyone said it would probably be a disaster, and they won the Super Bowl. So this is kind of how they think as franchise owners. They're not expansive in the sense that they're thinking five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, which is kind of the spiel that you hear about United all the time with Ole. That's not really the kind of owners that they are. But what they do know they have is a big asset in Cristiano, and Cristiano is going to be with us. So I would I would say from three years and beyond because he has said that he'd like to stay in England beyond this contract. And, of course, he wants to do that with Manchester United, but in a kind of coaching role. Um, And we're going to talk about all the managers out there today who would help Cristiano win and help Manchester United win over the, say, next to one to two years.
1: I mean... I'm just going to say it now, Rob. When you talk about the Glazers thinking that Tom Brady, that sort of scenario would work here, I mean that was absolute pure luck, wasn't it? You know, they they had a star player, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, came in, and it just it just clicked. This is not going to happen in Manchester United. It's not just Ronaldo coming in that hasn't suddenly made everything better. Unfortunately, this is the strategy at the club. This is the way the club is run. And when we're sitting here and doing a podcast and generally turning around and saying, "Right, well, you know what?" the whole Scenario now is going to be rolled down. Run, one man, he's here to win. So we're just going to do everything we can to win in the next two years. It's so, and I, I'm a big Ronaldo fan. It's so short-sighted. It's so illogical. I just, I'm just, i just baffled at how a, a club could run like this. But that's the reality we're in, aren't we? And that's why you have to probably, well, Oli's still in the job. So while we're recording this, Rob, Ollie is still in the job. And really, Oli's in the job, why? Because the club haven't found the person that they want if you want to bring in someone who likes to press, Ronaldo's probably not going to do that, which means he's they've got to be discounted. So that really does narrow Manchester United's options. But also you're thinking, if, they're, if the Glazers are thinking in this way about Ronaldo, then the manager they're going to bring in is going to be of a star quality as well, isn't he?
2: You've got a Galactico who runs your team called Cristiano. You're going to probably find yourself a Galactico coach. So that's not a hint as to who we probably think is going to get the job. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the show it's more about the philosophy of the club hadar so you just said that about tom brady it was more luck than judgment it wasn't you know what it was was that when tom brady went uh, to to tampa bay was what they did through the draft and through uh, all the methods of changing your team in in american football is that they formulated a team to fit tom brady so you can do that in especially a failing franchise. So Tampa Bay had improved, but they they were bringing in Tom Brady to be Tom Brady FC is what we'd call it in football. Wouldn't we like we call it Ronaldo FC, but you can do that in the NFL because you can literally get rid of everyone off your age bill and bring on a load of players that fit that player. You can't do that in football. It doesn't work like that. You know, you have your squad and you're adding one player at a time to it. So Ronaldo is just one player, but I do believe, and again, this is, this comes feedback from the football club and from, from certain sources is that kind of Ronaldo felt that United had made that promise to him that they would base the club around him for that two to three years and that he would give all that additional value that someone like Ronaldo brings. So things like the the kind of the commerce and the fame and the new fans and social media numbers and all of that horrible stuff, which as fans, we shouldn't really be bothered about, but is reality in in the, the you know the the horrible dark world of professional football today it's all real it is something that clubs think about and and cristiano probably rightfully thought that things would be different. And I think the problem for Ole is that he spent three years recruiting slowly. Some recruits have worked, some haven't, and finding a way back towards where United want to be. So United came second last year in the Premier League. They get to European final. Yes, that's not success, but it's better than where United have been for maybe seven or eight years over a collective period. And I think that he felt he was kind of near the end of his project. He was close to getting everything he wanted. And he got Cristiano, and he didn't say no to Cristiano, but it's messed his plans up tactically. You can see it as so he might not have had the most overt tactics over the last two or three years, like four two three one, double pivots. You know these things are more sim- simplified than we'd like to say, but he was looking for a way to get United to the top of the league, and Oleg and Solskjaer doesn't have is not the right fit for Cristiano Ronaldo in the same way that Cristiano Ronaldo is not the right fit. For Ole Gunnar Solskjaer So this is why Ole will lose his job You know Ole's not going to lose his job Because he's been a failure For three years We've all said That little caveat He's done really well Up to now Well what changed Up to now cr7 changed that's what you changed you decided to go in a completely different direction as a football club so we need to talk about managers that will be up for that task to take on the football club with ronaldo and to make ronaldo get you the goals get you the the magic every week so i'm talking about burnley crystal palace the hard games where you, you're on the road, you know, on a Tuesday night and it's horrible. How do you win those games? It's not about the last minute winners in the Champions League. It's about how do you accumulate points to be a Premier League contender? And United will look for a coach who will deliver that immediately. And they will forsake anything they've said in the last three years about building a football club to do that.
1: Absolutely crazy, guys. And make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below as well. Do you agree with this approach? Uh, I think myself and Rob are both sitting here. I don't necessarily agree with it. And it's, but it doesn't surprise me we're going down this path. But uh, now, Rob, let's talk about two managers who. If United are going to take this approach, you can safely discount them, I think. And, and actually, one manager is Brendan Rodgers, and there's a lot about Brendan Rodgers being the club's choice, you know, going forward if they want to be more long-term. I really like the idea of Ralph Ranić. Uh, I think, you know, Manchester United need a tactician. We mentioned this in the last Masterclass. If you haven't checked that out, guys, make sure you do check that out. We discussed Ranić in more detail. You know, he's someone who will implement a pressing style. He will make us, you know, win the ball, higher up the pitch. We will win a lot of games under him. He's not the sexy name, as you say a lot. Um, But let's start with Rodgers here. And, you know, we've discussed his tactics before. We've done a standalone video. But we've got on the graphic on the screen, Rob, we've got his uh, Liverpool years. So, you know, very, very similar records. You actually see the points per match, you know, compared to his Leicester record, 1.77 points per match. As you can see here, you know, he's got, uh, his sides have scored a lot of goals. They've also conceded a lot of goals, you know, 221 uh, goals conceded in three years at Liverpool, which is which is quite a lot of goals, and then at Leicester, 152. Something that has been uh, said about Brendan Rodgers' sides frequently. But uh, let's talk a bit about the tactics. We've said before about Brendan Rogers that you know he is a manager who uh, likes to dominate possession, but he can also play uh, on the counter. as a high pressing side. You know, plays a four-two-three-one more of an aggressive approach to that. Sometimes four-one-four-one. Um, you know, the key for him is having that foundation in midfield, you know, likes to load the midfield as well, uses Vardy's pace to play on the last man, um, overlapping fullbacks, especially Chilwell in his years. So when you're looking at all these sort of things, you know, you could say, sure, it would work as an overlapping fullback You could midfield is weak right now. But, you know, I'm sure Rodgers would probably want some uh, investment in there. Maybe someone like Tielemans could come in. But when you're looking at playing Ronaldo on that last man off the, off the, off the shoulder, uh, he's not really going to do that, is he? He's not going to run in behind. So again rogers likes to press so it it doesn't fit does it really and i think a lot of fans would be happy to hear that about brendan rogers because he's he's not very high on a lot of fans lists in terms of the next manager but um yeah it, it, he would be more of a long term fit when he if ronaldo's not here
2: yeah and i think that if rogers came to the football club and at the moment as it stands he is the He's the kind of overwhelming favourite from the football club. He's the kind of guy that they want. They're a conservative board, like I said before, and he's quite a conservative coach. I think they would be a good fit. There would be a good kind of relationship working together. United fans believe that Rodgers is a kind of yes man. That's kind of the the things you hear all the time Um, and that he would fit the Glazers. I think that when you look at the Ronaldo factor you would have to have a coach that was willing maybe to compromise their own philosophy to get the most out of Ronaldo, but then would you still just have the same issues that you have with Solskjaer? And I think maybe that, yes, you would. You know, if you want to do one thing, but you're trying to do another just to kind of keep one player in the team, I think that's a problem. So when we talk about these two uh, these two men here, kind of up for the, dodge, uh, the job, Rodgers and Ranić, both of them like to play a more aggressive style, a pressing system. And I think that Cristiano is going to say outright to the board, I do not want a coach that plays that system. He will want a coach that looks after him and his needs and gets the ball to him. So yes, creativity, but maybe more of a kind of low block, maybe pressing more from wide areas like Real Madrid used to do and a partner up top to go and help him do some of the work. And, you know, we talked about the Man City game recently and I talked a lot about how Cristiano just stood on the same spot for most of the game while Man City played football and Cristiano waited for the break or for United to get the ball. That's not how I want to see my football team play, but I've already resigned to the fact that that's what we're going to see for two years. I'm resigned to it because I know that Cristiano is not going to get sold and they're not going to move him on. And it also isn't his fault. Like I keep saying this, and I feel like I'm just repeating myself like a robot over and over again. I don't blame Cristiano. He's had all the success, all these Ballon d'Ors, all these European Cups, through doing what he does. But you have to have a club structured around what you do. It's just I don't think it's a clever idea to structure a football club around a 36-year-old. And I don't think anyone does. So there's going to be, like you said, a lot of United fans that don't want Brendan Rodgers ex-Liverpool coach can be quite conservative also plays 4-2-3-1 at times all these things go against him with the fan base but I wouldn't say he's the wrong guy you know long term if you're trying to build a project you're going one to two to three years he might have to compromise if he's given the job and find a way with Ronaldo but like I said to you off air Ronaldo ain't going to do the Jamie Vardy job Ronaldo's not going to run that front line he's not going to press the channels he's not going to go he's not going to work the centre-backs so Rogers would have to be more tactically over and find a way of mitigating that problem.
1: Something that has impressed me with Rogers, so Rob, throughout his time at Leicester in particular, is uh he is very tactically flexible. Uh, you know, he he can he can do both. That was the key. You know, he can play that mid block and then exploit on the counter, he can dominate possession and lock low blocks. So that's something that Leicester can do. And we saw that against Manchester United. What they did so well against Manchester United, you know, I think the key for Leicester and something that you, I would be happy to see at Manchester United, he's not my first choice, I've said this many many times, you know, I wanted Antonio Conte I'm glad we didn't get Antonio Conte and I've made that extremely clear um, but when you're having a look at what Leicester did against Manchester United, you know, key for them was you know winning the ball back sort of in the 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 middle third of the pitch and then exploiting you know sort of the channels and what i do like about rogers's side though rob is that they are very well organized Less have had a bad start to season i think that is what's skewing a lot of people's minds about brendan rogers i think you'd agree with that you know there is a lot of prison of the moment sort of uh short-term thinking i, I think it's very fair to say about rogers that in the last couple of years you know he, he has bottled top four i'm sorry I, I i agree with that idea as well being so far ahead but uh Traditionally, his exercise has been very organised. Something that um, he does do as well. So, out of possession, you know, sometimes Leicester drop into a four-five-one. Sometimes a four-four-two. You'll push, let's say, Madison up with Vardy. They work very, very hard, very compact. Manchester United will have to do that if they do bring someone like Rodgers and they go into, let's say, a four-five-one or four, uh, a four-four-two. They'll have to push someone like Bruno up next to Ronaldo to compensate for Ronaldo's lack of pressing, and that is. That's what a good manager has to do, though, Rob. So a lot of people say this is not right. They have to do that because they have to cover for deficiencies. But again, you are playing with a man down in terms of your press.
2: Exactly. So you start every game a man down because the guy at the top end of the pitch is a god. You know, that's a problem, Haydar, for any coach. I don't believe that Brendan Rodgers would turn the Man United job down because of that. I don't think he would say, Ronaldo's a problem, so I don't want to do it. There might be other coaches who would feel that. Like, I think Ragnick would be a problem. I don't think he could come to the football club with the way he plays and say, Yeah, I can find a way to put Ronaldo in a pressing system. I don't think that works. It doesn't work in terms of style. But I think Rogers, as you said, is very flexible. And also, he's a guy who's got tons of Premier League experience. He's played pretty much every system under the sun. You know, he really has all the way through from his early days. So he has that grounding. And I think that if he came to United, he would probably play something along the lines of a kind of 3-5-1-1, something like that. So you've got the, the bodies behind uh, Cristiano and you'd then be able to maybe pick the lock a little bit more for Cristiano to be able to make those runs into the box, be kind of more compact shape. We saw that worked against Tottenham, but then that would need to be coached by Rogers over a long period to make that work week after week after week. So, I don't think that he's a a big no when it comes to this. I just think that if Cristiano has a say, he's not probably saying, yeah, Brendan Rodgers is the guy I've come to work under in England and that's who I want. And I think that's also a problem for United fans to get over that. I would say that on balance, he probably is on balance the best candidate on paper. And people will always go back to the CV. Like, we've got it on the top here of our graphic. Trophies won one FA Cup. Well, it's nothing, is it? It's no point. You know, there's no point in looking at that. It's about what you're doing with your football club. And I do not believe that Brendan Rodgers is one step up from Solskjaer. You know, I don't think that. I think Brendan Rodgers is a much, much better coach. I think he's kind of world-class standing. And I've said before, it's more about what people in the game say about him that have worked with him that I go on. So I think he's a really, really strong candidate. I just think that he's probably not the number one candidate because of the Ronaldo factor. Because I think United will make this next choice about how to win now. United want to win tomorrow. How do we win this year? How do we even, like the league's gone, how do we win the Champions League? You know, how do we win the FA Cup? How do we get a trophy in our pocket so we can say to the world, well, we were right. You know, we were right. We changed this and we got a trophy. And then next year we'll go again and we'll, we'll try and tweak things with transfers and bring in something for the manager, for the coach to be able to change around. So I think Ranić would be a hard no, because I don't think you can do that in his pressing system. But Brendan Rodgers is diverse enough and without a doubt knowledgeable of the Premier League to take the job on and somehow find a way to get Ronaldo in the team.
1: You mentioned Ranjit Grob, so let's touch on him. He would be my choice, personally. I'd like the idea. I mean, you mentioned off-air a three-year contract. I quite like the idea of 18-month contract. We mentioned before in the last Masterclass, Manchester United need a tactician. doesn't have to be a big name. You look at his CV here. I mean, look, he's he's built that uh, Red Bull dynasty. I mean, whatever Red Bull seem to touch in sport, they seem to win. I mean, the model's incredible. You see that in Formula 1 as well. They look like they're going to win that title. Um, but when you're having a look at Ralph Ranić, so we've got his numbers here, you know, 1.92 points per match is a fantastic return at Leipzig. Um, but let's talk more about uh, the system. <clears throat> so as you can see here, you know, um, he's a team in the whites. You know, he likes a 4-4-2 system uh, with narrow wingers, which makes it, you know, 4-2-2-2. <clears throat> in some ways, that would suit Manchester United. You think about the players that they've got. I mean, Oligon Sasha did try that at some points. Maria tried that at some points in Manchester United. Where let's say you know you have the midfielders, whoever the midfielders are, you know it could be a Matic and a Pogba, for example, and then you could have Sancho could play in that system. You could have Marcus in that system. Bruno would play there, and then one of those two could also play up top. Maybe Mason could play up top. Maybe you'd go for Marcus. Maybe you put Bruno Fernandez up top. So when you think about it, that could work. But it all comes back, Rob, to the fact that this slide over here—it's the pressing. It's out of possession. You know he likes to press. Uh, his sides like to press early, like to press and win the ball higher up the pitch. Uh, capitalizing on mistakes, you know, made by opposition, transitioning faster at scoring goals. That's something that Manchester United probably can't do with Cristiano Ronaldo. And unfortunately that probably does discount Ranić. I'm a really big fan of Ranić. Um, I liked the idea of him coming as an interim back in 2019. I remember that was the option it was between him, Oli. I remember Laurent Blanc was mentioned. Uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer for me was at the bottom of that list just because of you know, his CV and he wasn't proven. Um, but it doesn't look like Rani is going to happen, does it? What have you heard? And it doesn't fit with the idea that we're talking about in this episode. You know, would Ronaldo want someone like Ralph Rani? I don't know, to be honest, Rob. You know better than me having inside sources, but I think Ronaldo would appreciate how tactically impressive Rani is.
2: There's absolutely no way if Ralph Rani came to Manchester United that he would play Cristiano Ronaldo. No way because he just doesn't do what his system would demand and I think this is the issue is that when you look at what coaches do you get some coaches that are born in their philosophies so you know we know this about Guardiola and Klopp we know how they play how they set up and their philosophy comes before everything and this is why we talked about if say Klopp came to Man United tomorrow or Guardiola came to Man United Ronaldo doesn't play. It's as simple as that. He just would not play. They're not going to tweak their systems to get Ronaldo in a team. They're going to pick players that work their system. So, Ranić is in that mould. So, Ranić would be coming to the Premier League, and I think he would want to come and set his stall out. He will say, this is how I play football. This is what I, I want everyone to adhere to. It's a little bit what Van Gaal did. So, Van Gaal had kind of systematic values, and he tried to mesh it into a Premier League setup system you know, he, he moved bits and pieces around and it was horrible, wasn't it? Horrible football, too slow, too compact, too deep, too problematic. And I think Ranjik, if he was trying to get Ronaldo in his team, he would have similar issues. He would have a team that was way, probably too deep. The press would be too deep, wouldn't work and you just play through them. So Ole doesn't co- can't coach that. We've seen this. Ole hasn't been able to get United to press at all. Um, they had that one game against Tottenham with the 3-5-2 where they were good at controlling zones of the football pitch. That worked. So you'd need a coach that can do that. Ranić is not that coach. If I was employed to bring in a manager tomorrow, I would give the job to Ranić. And I would say to Ranić, pick the team to win me games. You decide. We haven't got that ownership. This is an ownership who is ob- who obsessed with commercialism and obsessed with selling shirts united have got the shirt deal coming up now in the next year or two yeah and bringing Ronaldo to the football club is about leverage to be able to say to those shirt companies to nike to puma come and put a load of money on the table to gazump adidas so that's that play here and that is more important to the glazers in the first instance of hiring a coach to get Ronaldo in that shirt to get him on a football pitch and unfortunately haydar there's a ton of viva rinaldas as i always call them who are more interested in that than Man United probably winning games. They think United should win games, but that's because you've got to service Ronaldo and then Ronaldo wins you the games. And I actually think that the Glazers also think a little bit like that. I think the Glazers think you get Ronaldo in your team somehow, and then it just suddenly works itself out. That's what football is. Well, Tom Brady might throw you that, that kind of Super Bowl winning pass, but unfortunately, Ronaldo's not going to beat, you know, beat every team in front of him in the Premier League on his own. It's a much tougher gig. And I think that puts Ranić out. I think that means Rodgers is still there, maybe, because I think he's flexible. I'd like Ranić. Ranić's not going to happen.
1: Moving on, Rob, to the name I think that United fans are desperate for, I will say. And you know who I'm going to talk about. It is one Eric Ten Hag. Now, Ten Hag, extremely impressive what he's done at Ajax. Uh, You know, you look at what they've done in Europe. They play absolutely beautiful football, total football. Very good at building out from the back. Um, you know, I think the very funny and very key is that uh, Daily Blink is a massive part of of that, really, at Ajax. You know, I I was having a look earlier at some of the games and I was having a look at some of the numbers. I mean, he is the key person when the ball gets to him to build out from the back. Uh, You know, they they play a a pressing system as well. So again, that probably does discount Ronaldo. When you're looking at the current options, where does he rank? I know that you're not as high on Ten Hag. I mean, I, I like the idea of someone like, Ranyak coming in for 18 months, Ten Hag to come in after. But there's no doubt, Rob, that if you're looking at some manager, a manager who's got Champions League experience, has won titles at Ajax. And actually, if you look at his record before he was before he joined Ajax, they hadn't they weren't winning the title year in, year out. You know, fine won it a few times, I believe. Um so you know, he did come in and he did start winning. When you're having a look at the options out there, he again is an a look towards the future, isn't he? He's going to build something. He's probably one of the next best big managers out there, you know, probably with Nugglesman, that's that sort of level. Um, but how would he suit this current setup and this squad? I mean, you're looking at it now. We probably don't have the quality ball players in midfield to play the system that he wants. We don't, we don't probably have um, the tactical now, I think, at the moment in terms of drilled into the players. Um, but he would be someone that I'd be looking at and thinking, you know what, I would like someone like him at the club. and he'd be higher than Rodgers for me, just because I think that he has that ceiling to go higher.
2: Uh, firstly, I'd say that I don't think he's, he's at all in Nagelsmann's class at all. I think Nagelsmann could be a generational coach and be one of the best ever. And, you know, this is why Bayern Munich picked him up. With Ten Hag, he's a good coach. Yeah, there's, there's nothing about him himself or what he does that's a, that I would say is a problem. But it is a big leap of faith taking a coach from the Eredivisie and expecting him to come to a club like Man United, which is such a huge political beast, a big problem football club, and coming and solving the, the issues on the football pitch with what you've got. So you just talked there about pressing systems and what he likes to do. Well, again, is Cristiano going to run for him? Don't think so. Not going to happen. Is he going to have similar issues to what Solskjaer's had with this set of players? I think potentially. I think he. There's. it's a stylistic issue again. You just talked about Daily Blind. Daily Blind's a very, very good player. The reason why Daly Blind f- failed at Manchester United was because he just didn't play the ball quick enough from the back areas. He just didn't. He had more time in Holland to do that. And for Ajax, he has that time on the ball. And when he didn't have time in the Premier League, he looked like a little bit of a mess sometimes as a defensive midfielder. So you can take a player that looks really good in one scenario and put them in exactly the same scenario, you know, in England on a Premier League pitch, and it doesn't work. So I think this is the issue with Ten Hag is that he is unproven. There's nothing about him, like you were just saying, about the ceiling. I've said this a lot. A lot of people have said to me they want Ten Hag to be the coach. And my next question always to them is, what is it about him that you want? him what well, tell tell me what is it about his football that you like and half of them haven't even really seen Ajax play so this is a problem a lot of this is about flavor of the month Ten Hag lovely flavor of the month we know he's a good coach we know he's got that acumen but is he the right guy for United today. The truth of the matter is no, because if you're trying to find a way to make Ronaldo pop, it ain't through Eric Ten Hag. That is not going to work. He needs forwards and midfielders that push up the pitch and play quick, controlled football. It might help Dan- Donny van der Beek. He might find a way into the team through Eric Ten Hag. Or Eric Ten Hag might go, well, no, Donny, you're still a little bit flaky, even though you did well for me at Ajax. So, no, you're not my- You're not in my plans here at Manchester United. So, I think, again, he's on the list But if you're going to pick a tactician, I still think that Rodgers is a better Premier League tactician like on the first get-go than Ten Hag. And I don't think their ceilings are massively different. I think people talk about Ajax in an idealistic way because they think that you can build an Ajax and apply the model to Manchester United. Do you know what? no chance. The Glazers don't do that. That's not how they work. They're not going to say to Eric Ten Hag, you get to change everything because you're the new boss. They'll say, come in, win us games, find us ways to to kind of service our striker. And I think that that would be a problem for Ten Hag. There's also the thing that he doesn't particularly want to go mid-season. That's something he said before. I think that can be changed because money talks. Um, I don't think he would walk away from Ajax in that manner. But I also don't think that he's the perfect fit for what Man United have got at the moment. You need a coach that gets the most of Cristiano and gets the most out of Bruno Fernandes. They're the two guys that are going to have a big say in who the next coach is.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the key things about Ten Hag, Rob, as well, especially off the ball, we mentioned about Ranjik pressing. We've mentioned Rogers likes to press. Rogers can adapt that but Ajax, are, you know, they are a very good pressing side. It's so key for them to win the ball high up as quickly as possible. The front man is really key as well in that. And then the, the players, you know, sort of the three or four players behind, they sort of uh, they supplement the press as well. They're closing off the passing lanes. So that means that if Ronaldo is playing number nine, he'll be asked and tasked. You see it with Tadic uh, and you see it with Haller as well this season at Ajax. Whoever is playing that number nine position, is like the focal point of that press. And so you just said
2: that off the ball, sorry, I to jump in Um, off the ball is key. So United's big weakness at the moment is off the ball, right? Because they it's not a case of just pressing. It's because they, they're a bunch of joggers. Yeah. They jog around and they've got a striker that literally doesn't move out of possession. He stands on center, literally in the center circle spot and waits for the play to break up so he can get going. That's huge. That's a massive problem. And if you've got 10 hag like you just said there with Tadic, you need a fluid system off the ball. So when you haven't got the ball, you need to go and dominate territory. And United are so weak at that. And I think that's where Ole has hit that brick wall, is that Ole probably thought his players would be better after three years of coaching the 4-2-3-1, and they'd be better off the ball and better than this and better than that. And Mason should be able to do this, and Rashford should be able to do that. And Jaden will come in and you know give a little bit more unique ball creation None of that has happened. It's like 10 things have collapsed because you've got to kind of shoehorn Ronaldo in. And I think the next coach will be aware of that. Might not make them not take the job, but it may make United say, you're not the guy for us at this moment of time.
1: Pochettino, Rob, we're going to bring him up because I also have a sneaky feeling. Well, he's, he's on the shortlist. The three names that seem to have come up have been Brendan Rodgers, who looks like he's the most likely target, Ten Hag, and Maurizio Pochettino. Pochettino's is obviously at PSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting a lot of stick right now at PSG, Rob, and uh, you know, he's doing well there. But um, we're going to talk about his Tottenham days because he, he is still a fantastic manager. His Tottenham side were they put they punched above what Tottenham have been for years, really. You know, he and that's almost why they can have managers like Mourinho. They had now they've got Conte because of the fact that what he would built there. I believe his mistake was sacking him. We're talking from his Tottenham days, Rob. One of the key things for me, you know, they were they were a pressing side. They did play sometimes more in a in a mid block. They uh the fullbacks are very, very key. They were able to not just pass the ball around, they were able to go long as well. So they often went long, didn't they? Center backs would play the ball into the channel. You'd see Kane making those runs, son making those runs. Um, he's very, very highly um regarded at Manchester United but when you're having a look at PSG as well, he struggled a little bit with Messi. There's two ways you can look at it. You can say Yes, he's managed an ego like Messi. He's got Neymar, he's got Mbappe. I mean, that's 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 probably the hardest job in terms of manage, managing a dressing room in football right now. But he does, he has taken Messi off a few times. You know, he's not afraid to do that. Would he be maybe the happy medium between a manager that can build for the future. He was at Spurs for five and a half years, but also being someone that can manage those egos. I mean, people might say he's not managing them very well. I still think it's a very difficult situation. And, uh, you know, should he come available at the end of the season? I would not be surprised, Rob, if the club are almost looking quite curiously at what happens at PSG and Pochettino.
2: Yes. And I do think as well with Pochettino, like if he was available now, he would be the guy I'd I'd be recommending straight away. I'd be like, go and get him. He was the guy that you wanted before. He's the guy that Ed Woodward loves. He's the one that kind of the fans also lean towards. Not every fan. You know, lots of United fans I've heard in the past bicker about Pochettino and what he did at Tottenham. There was always that no-trophy CV problem. Oh, he's not won any trophies, so we can't come to Man United. So that's always an issue with any manager. Uh, but I do think that both him and Brendan Rodgers, actually, when you look at the plot that they played, very very, very, very similar. Very similar. You know, it's just that one's Argentinian and one's from Northern Ireland. And I think there is some kudos in that. I think football fans look at that and go, well, you're South American, so you play an expansive, exciting style, but you're from Northern Ireland, you're British. And I've heard a lot of people say this to me as well about United picking the British option and that it's terrible and it's Brexit and all of these things no it's just about what coaches do it doesn't matter where they're from they could be from the moon it's about the system and how they want to play so those two men are very very similar and kind of had similar success in the premier league you could say you know when you look at what rogers has at leicester and what pochettino had at spurs they were both unfancy teams who were kind of punching above their weight and like you called rogers a choker people would call Pochettino a choker, lost the Champions League final, lost that uh, title challenge against Leicester, funny enough, when they were second and they were pushing to try and win the championship. But I don't believe in any of that. You know, when you pick a coach, not about, you know, does a manager choke, I don't believe that these coaches choke. It's just sometimes things might happen on a football pitch where you don't win. It happens. And I don't think that their systems collapsed. I just think it was just the way it went in terms of football. So I like Pochettino. I think he's a he's a, a sensational coach. And I think he would like to manage Manchester United one day. He's under contract. He's not going anywhere. People are having to go him at PSG, but as things stand, he is still top of the league. So like things are not going that badly. I think he would like to return to England. He definitely has had talks with Manchester United in the past. So that is there already in the same way that Ranick did. Ranick spoke to Manchester United in 2019. So these are things that are facts and so we know about them, that they did happen. But is he the guy today that United could go and get? Or is he again the player, the, the person that Ronaldo would want? I don't think he is. I don't think Ronaldo goes, yet. Yeah, Pochettino's style suits me. Pochettino can play with a sole striker though. So you could play everyone behind Ronaldo and have a fluffer system that just looked after the striker and everyone else did the the kind of the running and the work and the ball passing. And then the creation comes from that hub as well.
1: Rob, we're going to move on to the Galactica option, the final option, the option that we think the club will go for, even though there hasn't been much talk about it when Conte was linked to the job, there wasn't much on Zinedine Zidane. But when we're after going through all these options in the video and sort of the I guess the, the yardstick we're using here, aren't we, Rob, is that can they get the best out of Ronaldo for the next two years or the next 18 months or whatever it is, three years? I mean, you can't really look beyond Zinedine Zidane, probably the manager who's got the most out of Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of goal output. And we saw with that, that Real Madrid side, the, the, the three-time winner Champions League side. When you're looking at what Zidane could bring in terms of you know, his status in the game as well, and the way that the Glazers do look, I don't agree with this, by the way. I don't think a manager should be picked on this. But all of the sort of indicators are pointing towards someone like Zidane and Zidane. If the club are going to wait, then I can see that it could be a possibility, especially for an 18-month contract. He does want the France job, doesn't he? He is, he is angling towards that. Or even maybe the PSG job if, if Pochettino gets sacked.
2: Yeah, I must think we we mustn't get hung up on contract lengths, right? Because eighteen months, two years, ten years—David Moyes had a like six-year contract and got sacked. So these things don't matter. So let's forget about contract. Let's talk about the project. So I think when you look at Zidane Zidane, he is a good fit for Cristiano. He knows how to use Cristiano Ronaldo. He knows how to find ways to win trophies with Cristiano Ronaldo. Is Zidane the technical coach that Manchester United need today? And I think kind of. The, the overwhelming answer to that is no. Do I think that Zinedine Zidane is technically a better coach than Pochettino? No. Do I think he's technically a better coach than Ranjik? No. Do I think he's technically a better coach than Brendan Rogers? No. I don't. I believe that one of the big hang-ups that Real Madrid fans and people from Real Madrid in the background with Zinedine Zidane was his lack of tactics. So he, he wasn't a coach that won... Won champions league trophies because of like overt tactical systems he had good tactics to make those players work and he found a way but when he had to change them mainly due to injury he always struggled he had backups he just didn't really have the tactics to kind of tweak it around to find different systems so he likes to play four-three-three. um That's fine. You can play 4-3-3 in the Premier League. Liverpool do it. Man City did it uh, uh, at Old Trafford the other day. But would his version of a 4-3-3 match what United need in the Premier League? I think that's a huge question. I think it really, really is. Because in that 4-3-3 in the modern game, what do you have to do, Haydar? We keep saying that P word. Press. You need to press. Will Zidane press? Well, he'll probably try. But unfortunately, again, he would have to try and press around Ronaldo. So that would mean going and buying players. You'd have to buy players to fit a system that allowed you to press, but also get get you the ball in the right areas to get the ball to Ronaldo. So I think that of all the candidates, he's probably the most suitable for Cristiano. And out of all the candidates we've just spoken about today, I would say he's the least suitable for Manchester United. But that does not mean that Manchester United as an entity, as a board, will not put him ahead of all those other technical coaches that we've just spoken about. If anything, he will be the front-runner. They have spoken to Zidane, and you're going to hear more about this now in the day's head because obviously it's the international break. As we talk currently, but, you know, this video might be live for a long time until uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer leaves the football club, which I think is now an inevitability. Um, And Ole might survive until Christmas or beyond. You just really don't know as things stand. I don't think United want to go down the interim route. They've done it already. They don't want to do it again. But then it would be about your target. Would you, Can you get them tomorrow or will you have to wait till the end of the season even? Zidane is available. You talked about the French option there. That's not an option open to him as things stand. Uh, So he is available. And I do think that for a a short-term project, if Ronaldo's here for two years and you put Zidane in there, say for two years, I think he'd be very, very keen to try his luck in the Premier League and to give it a go. Because I know he feels that as well. Like he's often called that he's not a tactician. And I think that winds him up a little bit. So I think he would like to maybe cross swords with Pep and Klopp and just kind of prove that he could take this mess of a football club called Manchester United and find a way to make it win.
1: Something I will add, Rob, actually, as you mentioned, you know, the pressing, he's actually found a way, he did find a way around the fact that Tony Kroos and Modric, we've discussed this in previous yeah. podcasts, we do know that he is, at, I think, what people might get to a little bit, um, you know, misconstrued with your words, is you're not saying he has no tactics, he's just not as... No. Much of a tactician. I'm talking well. about That's his general,
2: play. the general yeah. consensus around him. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So when you looked at him, what he did at Real, four four two, he went. Um, he pushed one of Kroos was more Modric than Tony Kroos because Modric's legs had gone a bit more uh, up next to Benzema. This is obviously up the post Ronaldo days. Uh, you know, sort of four four two, very little space in between the banks, and basically what would that what would happen is that it would mas- basically mask over what um, Modric couldn't do. What he would then do is he'd drop the the wide men back as well, so they'd be sort of protecting uh, more of the of the midfield. So that's what he could do with Manchester United. He he could probably put Bruno up there. He could even put Marcus up there. It doesn't really matter as long as you're working as a unit to to mask over Ronaldo's lack of pressing. So when you do think about that, that's probably what he'll do. He has got a solution to the fact that if he has got someone in the system, one one of the players in the eleven, his legs aren't particularly particularly there, or he's a bit aging. He has found a way to mask over that uh, deficiency.
2: I don't think that when you just you just mentioned, obviously, you know, Modric and Kroos, um, United haven't got a Modric or Kroos, like nowhere near. Like he had a, a bunch of Galacticos, seven or eight or nine of them who were maybe the best in their position in the world at one point. Man United would still be playing McFred. Sorry, people. This is the truth. They haven't got options. They haven't. Donny van de Beek is not suddenly going to turn into Tony Cruz or Luka Modric. So this is the issue for Zidane. If Zidane came to the football club and said, yes, I would like to play these tactics because we can mask what Ronaldo does. Can you? You know, is Marcus an effective presser at the top end of the pitch? I'm not sure that he is. I think he's okay at it. I don't think he's... He's dynamite at it, a world-class. When we've seen it, he sometimes presses in a very lopsided way. So you would have to solve these issues outside of a transfer window. So, for instance, if you hang on to Ole to January, then, yes, you would be able to do that. You would be able to get rid, bring in a new manager like Zidane, and maybe go and buy two or three players to fit his system. But very, very difficult to do that in a January transfer window. We know how hard it is to get your targets. So Zidane has got tactics, but he's not an overt tactician. You know, he's more of a manager, you know, in his suit, on the side, doing the work behind the scenes, but a little bit like Ole. So, you know, it's, it's hard to say, like Ole and Solskjaer, you, you wouldn't say that if he had Galacticos, he'd have won those uh, European Cups. That's not what we're saying at all. But he's not particularly a step up in style. So I think that he'd play quite a reductive style at United to look after Ronaldo. And I think United fans would not like that. I think United fans would get bored of it very quickly. He might win games, but it would be maybe 1-0s here and there, maybe Ronaldo screamers. And I don't think it's anything like a fix for what this Man United team needs. This team, these individuals, these boys, need a coach who are going to say, you're good at this, you're bad at that, let's work this out, like Klopp does. Like Guardiola does, someone as close to that mould as possible. You need to go and find a tracksuit coach, and Zidane isn't really a tracksuit coach. You know, he does well as a statesman, as a manager, and I think United will like that for two years. I think mean, they go Ronaldo's for two years. Let's go get a coach that made him win. Those two things work. Is that what I want? As a football journalist, as a football fan, as a Manchester United supporter, not really. But I do think that's more likely what we're going to get. We're not going to get that tactician that this team desperately needs. Well,
1: I mean, that's a great way to conclude, Rob. I'm going to actually share my feelings as well. I agree with that. I think that if a manager can find a way to actually make the system work and get and get Ronaldo scoring, then Man United will be will go there or thereabouts. It might not be pretty. Um, as as we've gone through this podcast, I've sat here and I've just—it's frustrated me as well because as a fan, I want to see a more progressive style. I want to see us press. I want to see us go and do what Liverpool and Manchester City do because I think that is the future of football. Going back and trying to do the the old Sir Alex way, or or you know, we we mentioned it off air, didn't we? That Wayne Rooney was the was the the supplement to Ronaldo being the star, and, and it almost feels like that's what we're going to do now, and I feel that like you mentioned that's that's almost taking a step backwards but if 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 a manager can get the most out of Ronaldo in these next two years then and United win something then then it's job done isn't it it's, what the glazers wanted to do by bringing Ronaldo back has worked
2: if you get a manager that comes in and gets Ronaldo to score fifty goals this season, that is not a guarantee of success. So football fans got to start understanding this, that Cristiano being successful in a team does not mean the team wins. So you need a manager, Haydar, that comes in and makes all the other people better. That's what you need. You need a manager who's going to come in with tactics and say to McTominay and Fred, you two boys, you might not be the best, but I'm going to fix some of your deficiencies and I'm going to make you more productive. You know, one thing, I just want to mention Fred here because Fred's the guy who gets a lot of the the stick and rightfully so some of the time. Yet you talk to his uh, people in Brazil and people who watch him play for the national team where he's given more freedom to go and play higher up the pitch. And he's turned into this figure where they're all like, He's, a, he's such a good technical player. Let's put him in those areas where he can work. Whereas at Man United is exactly the opposite, isn't it? You'd say he's not technical at all. This Brazilian who was a technical player before he came to Man United and then we changed him into this kind of runner. So there are people at the football club already existing that are, a good tactician might come in and say, I can fix you. And that's what Ole's not doing. Ole's not fixing things. You know, Ole can't get the Jadon Sancho question right. So what does Ole do? Put him on a bench. He can't get the Donny van der Beek question right. So what do you do? He puts him on the bench. So this is the issue. Is Dan that guy who's going to come in and go, Donny, I know what to do with you. Fred, you're never going to play in a double pivot again. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And Cristiano's going to get me 50 goals. The irony of it is, hey, does the end of the season, whoever the manager is, whether it be Ole, Dan, Rogers, or whatever, is that if Ronaldo gets 50 goals and scores 50 screamers and United come 10th, what does that mean? That means we've failed. And I worry about that. That's what I worry about as United fan. I don't worry about Cristiano. I really do believe that he's probably the greatest of all time. And and, and I don't criticise him. And I don't ever expect him to run. I don't expect him to press because he's never done it for 36 years, you know, as a man and boy. But he, United are going to have to find a manager that also services him, allows him to do the role he wants to do. But then some by some course of tactical ma- magic, find a way. Of making all these other players better. How is he going to make the next manager, Aaron Wambasaka, better? How are you going to make Harry Maguire feel better next to uh, Rafael Varane? How are you going to fix all these things that we're watching week after week after week? Some new manager might look at David De Gea and might look at Henderson and both go, Neither of you are suitable for a sweeper keeper system, which is what I want to play. That's a big question, you see. Now, United fans don't talk about it because it's not on the agenda. But I thought about that the other night. I thought, this is a big thing. You might have to sell those two with another coach coming in because they might say, yeah, find me my Allison, find me my Edison, find me someone that can play football from the back because that's part of the problem. And I think these are bigger questions than does Cristiano start every week? That should be the way we're building this football team, Haydar. Unfortunately, I don't think that's where we are and I don't think that's how the Glazers think. The Glazers are... Hot Potch merchants, they've got their superstar. They want their superstar to play. The next coach that comes in will be told, you must play Cristiano Ronaldo plus a load of other players. And I hope that they manage to find a way to make those other players better than they already are.
1: And guys, we're going to wrap up there. Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Retweet it if you see it on Twitter as well. Share with all your friends. Share in all the WhatsApp groups you're on. Make sure you give us a follow on at TF give myself a follow at Hayler underscore Ronnie and give Rob a follow at underscore Rob underscore B. Guys, having a fantastic day and we'll see you all next time.
0: This podcast is part of the Sport Social Podcast Network. Sport Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring